Greetings and welcome to UCM Radio The Beat. You're listening to Chatting It Up, the only radio show where fish are friends, not food. I'm Greg Burns and joining me today we have Eric Scobie, an alumni from UCM. Hello. <laughs> well, let's talk about video games, Greg. Oh, you want to talk about video games? <laughs> Ayo, I, I know a lot about that subject. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have had plenty of guests on that show where we have talked about that subject. <laughs> Uh, so, video games, the, man, there's a lot we can talk about there. Uh, I guess a great starting point would be just some of uh, your favorite video games. Well, um, one of my favorite games, and it's I know one of your favorite games, is the Fallout series. Uh, we both have put many, many hours into that game series. Back in my high school days, I used to play a lot of Call of Duty with my friends. And, um, I mean, I also really enjoy the Resident Evil games because they are fun puzzle-solving games that also have a little bit of, you know, fear factor. Spooky scaries. Spooky scary. Spooky scary skeletons. Oh, yeah, no. One of my absolutely favorite, uh, I have two favorite <laughs> horror game series that I play. Uh, Dead Space. I'm sure a lot of people out there love that game series. And a more recent one, Phasmophobia. <laughs> Man, is that fun. <laughs> you have told me much about Phasmophobia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but other games that I that I enjoy playing is, a, well, Terraria is, like, top of my list, best game ever kind of thing. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of a good shooter. I mean, Dying Light. That's oh. a really good game. I did play Dying Light quite a bit as well. That is a very fun zombie-based game. And the parkour is just amazing in that game. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Assassin's Creed has good parkour, but, like, at least once every hour, you're going to be jumping for no apparent reason. You're going to be like, yo, I didn't press the A button. Why am I jumping off the building? In Dying Light, you don't have to worry about that. Say, also with Dying Light, it's, there's a, it's a nice game that you can actually get away from the zombies if you need to. It's, you're not required to, you know, fight everything that you see. You know, if you're, you know, not feeling it, if you're running out of health, you just kind of scootily boop out and you're up on top of a 10-story building like that. <laughs> Pretty much, unless it's night and then oh. you're just <laughs> Then you run for running. dear life. <laughs> uh, that's why I, as soon as I could, I grabbed the grappling hook ability. But there were very many times where that ability, for some reason, did not activate. And I just jumped off buildings and died. <laughs> I, I also had that problem <laughs> uh, where I'd just be like, oh, man, my life is so easy now with the grappling hook. And then I just jump off a building and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm still mortal, aren't I? <laughs> I still have to use the grappling hook? What is this nonsense? <laughs> that and uh, when I first started playing the game, there was a special event going on that there was zero fall damage and I got very used to being able to jump off everything and not get hurt and then I started jumping off bridges and the fall damage came back and one thing I've also found is if I play a game for a long time then go to a different <coughs> game I'll try to use the abilities from the first game and then realize oh I can't do that and die the best example of this is when I after I beat Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild I went to go play, uh, I forgot what game it was, but I went to go play another game, and in it, I would jump off buildings all the time, because I'm like, okay, all I gotta do is press B to use my paraglider. <laughs> There's no paraglider in Ghost Recon. 
<laughs> so I just fall to my death. I'm like, oh crap, right, that's not an ability in the game. <laughs> well, it's also the same thing with certain games, like when you get used to, say, uh, I think Dead Rising is one of them, where you, you can build like special weapons, kind of the same thing, similar to the Dying Light, but <clears throat> the attack button, on at least on Xbox, is X instead of the triggers. And then you go into, say, Call of Duty Zombies, and you're just, like, spamming X, and it's doing nothing. And you're like, why aren't you dying? Why am I constantly reloading? <laughs> and it's just one of those things. That, and it's similar to the, the Fallout thing also. When you go to run and jump, and you're pressing A, and it doesn't do anything, you're like, oh, yeah, why? Because for some reason, that's the button that you want to use. I have probably played enough games to where I've used every button as a jump button, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, I agree. It's And it's always terrible that, you know, a new company comes out and goes, hey, let's change it up. No, the reason that we, you know, stick the same is because we like the same. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, like I remember, like as a lot younger kid, I always go to my friends' houses to play games with them, and some of the most uh, common games we'd play would be like Halo, Gears of War, and Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. Transitioning from those games was always so hard, because each one of those games has a completely <laughs> different button set. Oh yeah. For all of them, it's like a grenade in Halo is like the bump or. Yeah, I, th I think it was, like, the bumpers. Or, mm -hmm. no, it was the left trigger. Yeah. That was Halo. Call of Duty was the bumpers, and Gears of War was, like, X or Y or something like that. I don't remember. But it was it was always something completely different, and I was like, why each time? Oh, yeah. And you just you never start to really realize why. Because I grew up playing Halo as a kid, and I got so used to those combinations. Then I started playing Call of Duty, and I liked those combinations, but now I've almost can't go back to play Halo because the, you know, the weapon or the button combinations are just too outrageous in my opinion. I'm like, why was this ever a thing? Whoever thought this was a good idea? Well, Halo 5 and up, I believe, has the actual like, Call of Duty buttons. I think it's an option, but it's still different, it's if I remember right. Yeah. Like, they, they didn't outright copy it. They... They just said, oh, we'll make our own version close to that. Hey, at least you can aim now. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So the aim in the older Halos was a nightmare. It's because there wasn't an aim in the older <laughs> Halo. That's true. But speaking of Halo, my favorite Halo game was Halo Reach. What was yours? That is the correct answer. Oh, good. <laughs> I really enjoyed the fact, I mean, as a kid, I always loved Master Chief but I enjoyed the fact that they kind of showed that Master Chief wasn't the best of the best at the beginning. He was actually pretty mediocre. The whole Noble team was a lot better than him. Well, if you remember, you don't even play as Master Chief in yeah. Reach. You're playing as the, a random new Noble crew, Six. pretty much. Yeah. The Lone Wolf. But it, it didn't show that, the you know, next rookie. to Master Chief, but it showed that, you know... Noble Six was actually supposed to be the original holder of Cortana, but he, you know, sacrificed himself for the better of the cause. Uh, it's quite noble of him. Oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I still find it funny that only one person ever made it out of that game, and it was June, the sniper that was pretty lame as a character in the first place. 
at least in my opinion. <laughs> I thought he was kind of. I mean, the, I feel like he wasn't really in the game much either. Because yeah, like all the other characters were really memorable to me. And then, you know, every once in a while, he'd be on the radio and he'd be like, hey, guys, <laughs> who's coming to my birthday party? And you're like, oh, wait, that was today. <laughs> Who what? are you again? <laughs> Sorry, I was too busy using the skulls and killing uh, all the grunts and making their heads explode to the pinatas. Yeah, grunt birthday party. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, that was the best skull in the game. That's the only one that was worth finding. <laughs> the rest of them were like, eh, it's a lot of work and it didn't really get me anything. The rest of them are like, oh, it's it's hard work to get it, and now I actually have to, like, make the game harder using it. <laughs> now I'm going to reward myself for my headshots. <laughs> I'm going to reward myself for destroying grunts. <laughs> Viciously. So I guess we can, uh, you know, go into, like, what sort of, like, genres are we into, you know? I think the most I've played is a lot of first-person shooters. Um, I did enjoy the Gears of War series. The Call of Duty, a lot of the Call of Duty games. I guess that's like a, a third-person shooter. I, I guess you can call it that, because it's it's not a first-person. Because you're. I guess it is third-person. But it's weird to call it a third-person shooter because yeah. you're so used to saying FPS and not TPS. Well, I think it's more of like a hybrid, because you do go back and forth between first-person and third-person a lot more than like most third-person shooters. <clears throat> Anyway, carry on. <laughs> um, well, shooter games. Well, we'll yes, more. So let's, let us say shooter games. That's a great classification. Um, <laughs> I, like I said, Gears of War, Call of Duty. Um, I've always been a Call of Duty Zombies fan. Uh, they're so good. Uh, I have not played much of the new Zombies. I do have the game. I just haven't played it much. And, I mean, it was, it was fun. Um, I would much rather play it with friends uh, I don't. I haven't played with my friends as much anymore because you know, as we get older, it's harder and harder to, you know, find time for all of us to play. Maybe we can play it together sometime, and we can see how we like the new zombies. Oh but. yeah, no, totally. Uh, but but uh, sadly, I, I'm busy that day. Oh so, yeah. So I, I, I couldn't make it. Oh dang! What 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 a tragedy. Oh darn! <laughs> Ever the luck. <laughs> We're going to take a quick commercial break here. When we get back, we'll hear more from Eric about some of his thoughts and some of my own thoughts about video juelas. That's Spanish for video game. I think it is. I don't know. I failed Spanish class, so don't quote me on that. <laughs> Welcome back to Chatting It Up on UCM Radio, The Beat. Yeah, no, uh, definitely like sandboxes are tons of fun. Minecraft, uh, Terraria, those kinds of games are great. Definitely love, you know, like the shooters and definitely the zombie games. Uh, there are tons of zombie games that I've played. All of them really great, well done. Some of them are like, you know, they're good, but it's like, yeah, I prefer some other ones. Very you know? niche. Yeah. Zombie games, like, it is pretty much, like, it, it's 
each one is niche, but overall, it's like a like a glove that fits everyone. Cause you can find a zombie game for just about everything, kind of thing. Cause there are like zombie survival games and like zombie horror based games and zombie shooters mm-hmm. and there's just anything with zombies you can find a game for it. But there's a game that I used to play on my phone called like Zombie Farm or something like that. It's literally mm-hmm. just Farmville. But with zombies. I remember I used to play that all the time. <laughs> and, and you could grow your own zombies, which was just hilarious, <laughs> and I loved it as a kid. So there's, like, zombie games for everything, pretty much. One type of game genre that I do love sometimes, uh, but, like, more like the 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 slower-paced games, so more like the puzzle-based mm-hmm. games. Because, you know, while all these fun action games are great, sometimes I just want to chill out with a fun little puzzle game. Or heck, with a fun little simulator, like a, like a farming simulator kind of game. Not farming simulator itself. <laughs> just, yeah, no. <laughs> I I personally don't have anything against the game farming simulator. I've never heck, tried it. I've never tried it either. The only thing that I find, oh man, whenever I think of farming simulator, the first thing I think of is my friend Cody. You, you mm-hmm. know Cody. Uh, his younger brother Chase has over 3,000 hours in Farming Simulator. And that is the first thing I think of every time. And then I'm just like, why? With that kind of time, you could have an actual farm running. By that time, by the, with that much time, you could have done enough research to become a NASA engineer at the age of 12. Because last I checked, that was like about how old he is. <laughs> Man, he must have been playing that out of the womb or something to get 3K. Oh, yeah. Although I I wouldn't doubt if that's about how many hours I have in Fallout. Fallout 4, at least. I've played plenty of plenty of days upon days upon days of that game. From what I think I remember, I had almost 300 hours in the game. And that is because probably, like, two-thirds of that was me being in settlements. (laughs) Because just the settlement building was so much fun in that game. I just, I loved it. I, I'm big in the creative games. If you allow me to build anything, I'm going to be spending a lot of time doing that. It doesn't matter if I get to design my own gun, like in Dead Space. <laughs> I'm going to be spending time like going like, okay, what, what kind of gun do I want to build today, everyone? Oh, I, I spent plenty of time building in my settlements, but I also would have days where I didn't feel like fast traveling everywhere, so I would just walk everywhere and kill everything between point A and point B just because... XP and uh, why not? And because not? the radio is great. Oh, oh totally. <laughs> Until you play for, you know, like 36 hours straight and you hear the same song over and over and over. Nope, I enjoyed it so much, in fact, that one of my YouTube playlists is just my favorite songs from Fallout <laughs> 4's radio stations. <laughs> oh, and also some from, like, Fallout 3 and New Vegas because there are some really good ones from those as well. I would have to say... For story-wise, I think New Vegas was probably my favorite. New of Vegas the was a games. lot of fun. Uh, not only like the story was good, but I feel like just the fact that I got to be a cowboy was awesome. Because <laughs> I'm just a big fan of westerns. Any game that slaps on the title of western and cowboy, I'm all over and enjoying. Red Dead, West of Loathing, and Fallout New Vegas. I just love being the new sheriff in town, partner. <laughs> Well, and the thing with the Raiders in Fallout 4, it was a 50-50 shot. 
Sometimes they'd see you from 10 miles away and just start shooting at you. And sometimes you could sneak through the whole camp, murder all of them, and none of them would even notice that you're there. And, like, you don't even need to use a stealth boy. And you're just like, hey, I'm casually walking through your camp and stab and stab and stab. <laughs> yeah. What's so funny is the AI in those type of games, like Fallout, and I'm going to go into, like, Skyrim now. Because mm-hmm. you could kill a dragon with your own bare hands in Skyrim. And then two bandits are going to be like, yo, give us your money, hunk. <laughs> and you're like, did you not see me just kill that dragon? They're like, ah, oh, no, I, I can kill like 10 of those in my sleep, totally. And then you just snap your fingers and they turn into dust. <laughs> you become a Thanos. <laughs> Essentially, that was uh, you being the Dovakin, hmm. uh, the dragonborn, because you can just speak words into existence, like I do here and now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And as with the uh, the customizable towns in Fallout 4, I like that you could customize your weapons. And I used to go through and find um, uh, a more simple weapon sometimes and just, like, customize them and then run in. So, like, I'd have, like, a full-auto armor-piercing pipe rifle because why not? <laughs> uh, my favorite thing to do was whenever I was bored, was go and grab the junk jet. <laughs> uh, give it tons of upgrades and always give it the, like, incendiary upgrade. Incendiary. Uh, yeah, and then mass-produce <laughs> teddy bears. So I could run around and shoot flaming teddy bears at people. The <laughs> best part of it was that I was doing, I was wandering around, and then I was like, wait a second, I haven't gone to the alien yet, and I was in that kind of area. <laughs> so I went, hunted down the alien, found him, and then pretty much just said, welcome to Earth and killed him with flaming teddy bears. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most American way. <laughs> is there any other way? <laughs> uh, well, but hey, do you know what time it is, Eric? What time is it, Greg? It's time for Game or Band. Alrighty. <laughs> the rules are simple. I'll give you a name, and you have to tell me if it's a video game title or the name of an 80s metal hair band. Oh, okay. <laughs> Contestant, are you ready? As ready as I'm going to be. Great. The Stanley Parable. Ooh, that sounds like an 80s hair band. It's a game. Ooh, what game is this? Uh, it's a really fun one. Uh, I, I personally, it's one of my puzzle games that I've played. Uh, it's more like a, a narrative kind of game. You go through, uh, you get different options kind of thing. So there's like, I believe there are 18 different endings, uh, and I've gotten almost all of them because there are some of them that are near impossible to get. <laughs> uh, like one of the endings that are near impossible to get, you have to play the baby game for, I believe it was like, eight hours or something like that. <laughs> uh, and the baby game is where you have to push a button to prevent a like a cardboard cutout of a baby from going into a fire. <laughs> so every time you push the button, it resets where the baby is, and then it slowly moves to the fire again. <laughs> you have to do that for like 12 hours straight in real life, <laughs> uh, pushing this button. And then what's even worse is halfway through, uh, the narrator goes, wait a second, this isn't right. This is just, this isn't having the, the correct, in, you know, enthusiasm I want. Let me update the game real quick. 
and then he incorporates a dog that will be slowly lowered, this is also a cardboard cutout, by the way, <laughs> into a pool of piranhas. And so there's a second button you have to push to reset the dog. <laughs> so you have to go back and forth between the two buttons, pushing them to reset. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, the, the best method you can do is to create a, uh, a macro. And uh, auto-click. Just, yeah, they'll auto-click going through. It gets really complex because they have to create the macro to also now walk <laughs> over to the other button. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, once you get that down, it's super simple. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that ending. <laughs> that's too much. Uh, one of the endings is really funny. You get to play Minecraft. <laughs> the better question is, is how did somebody find out that you have to play this baby game for 12 uh, hours the, the straight? The narrator tells you. Oh, okay. I was like, that would be... That's just somebody that was like, hey, I'm going to try this. Uh, the, I got 12 hours to burn. of the whole game, and I love it, is that there's a narrator mm. who narrates everything for you. And he says some really funny things, too, and it's great. It's kind of like the, the narrator for Portal. Have you, have you, yeah. have you ever played that game? Uh, I have. And actually, uh, when you do the Minecraft ending, you get to play Portal as well. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it is all, it is similar to uh, Portal narration, uh, except for in uh, the Stanley Parable, uh, the narrator will also tell, uh, like, will say Stanley's thoughts out loud mm-hmm. as well. So whatever your character Stanley is thinking, the narrator will also say. However, it gets really funny because the narrator can break the fourth wall. He sometimes knows that there is someone controlling Stanley, who is the operator of the computer. In one of the endings, he makes a joke that he, uh, it's the broom closet ending, where you just sit inside of a broom closet. And the narrator will go on and on about trying to get you out of the broom closet, because he's like, hey, just go do the rest of the game already. I've spent all this time making a game. Get out of the broom closet. <laughs> Uh, and it's so funny because at one point he's like, oh, I see. You must have died. The person at this computer must have died. And now you can't do anything because <laughs> you're just a rotting corpse. And then he starts yelling, hey, any humans nearby? The one at this operating system has ceased to exist. Please move him aside and continue operation of this game. I hope you have basic understandings of it. Uh, yeah, it's, all, it's a great game. Love it. But anyway, back to game or ban. <laughs> Cinderella. Cinderella is a band. It is. Hmm. Steelheart. Steelheart. That sounds like a game to me. It's a band. Hmm. Half-Life. Well, I know Half-Life is a game. <laughs> Vermintide. Vermintide. Ooh, that one sounds tough. Is that one a band? It's a game. Oh. Warhammer Vermintide. <laughs> ah, you're not giving me the whole name, I see. I was not. I knew <laughs> Warhammer would be a dead giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, Vermintide is the full name. <laughs> it's just you can slap on Warhammer before it so people understand what you said. <laughs> Skid Row. Skid Row is definitely a band. Nitro. Nitro. It's also, no, that's a game. It's a band. What is a band? Rage. Rage is a game. Yes. And then that's all. Yay! <laughs> what, I think you missed three of those? Probably. Yeah. I wasn't keeping track. Don't Neither worry. Was I. Because here, everything's made up and the points don't matter. 
No, I can't say that. I'm sure that's, you know, copyrighted not, or something. Not trademarked, not problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure Drew Carey might, you know, come over here trying to sue me if I make those kinds of jokes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, going back to more fun games, <laughs> do you have any else that you want to talk about? Hmm, I'm trying to go through my vast game library in my head. Um, what other games have I played? What I always find funny is when I think of like older games I used to play, I always think of them having like 4K graphics kind <laughs> of thing. And then you go back and you play it, and you're like, what? what? <clears throat> where, where did my childhood dreams go? It's like when I used, we used to watch, or I used to play... Uh, the first Halo, Combat Evolved, and you're like, wow, this is amazing graphics. And you go back to it now, and you're like, wow, this was like Minecraft almost. Like, everything's so blocky. And <laughs> or, or, you know, same thing with speeds on stuff. Like, when you'd go to a loading screen. Now, if you go to a loading screen and you wait for more than 10 seconds, you're like, wow, this is so slow. But back then, you if you had a loading screen, you were going to be there for 30-plus minutes. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess I'm going to go, you know, go to the bathroom and, you know, cook dinner. and. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things I definitely noticed because uh, I, I didn't really take note of that until I played Skyrim 360 on, you know, Skyrim Xbox 360 mm -hmm. and then played Skyrim Xbox One within, like, this, like, within a week's time frame because uh, my 360 disc... Uh, got corrupted, so I couldn't play it anymore. <laughs> so I had to go and buy an Xbox One disc, and I restarted my my you know I restarted all my progress. Uh, and what was crazy to me was I was so used to like the 360 loading times of like waiting there for a whole minute, and then playing like the Xbox One. It's like 10 seconds later, I'm like, whoa, I, I wasn't ready. I was like <laughs> about to go grab a drink or something. Why am I already in the game? <laughs> Well, it's, it's like you open up the door and you're already outside. It's like, what? No, that, that's not how real life works. Real life, I open up the door and I have to wait a minute. Well, it's the same thing with um, when you go do play your 360 and then go to your one is the sound of the game itself running. Like when your 360 is spinning up, it sounds like you're listening to a fighter jet about to take off. And then you turn your one on, you're like, is it running? Is it even working? Like, yeah, it's no. so quiet. I, I was recently playing a Legend of Zelda, The Twilight Princess on the Wii, and I, I didn't notice it at first, but then I was like, wait a second. Every time you go into a loading screen, the, the, like, the machine will start like clunking, kind mm -hmm. of. It'll go like clunk, 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 and then we'll go silent as long as you're playing the game. And then once you go to a loading screen, it goes clunk, 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 clunk. So <laughs> and I, I was like, I forgot about that. That That is a thing that it used to do. <laughs> so I did, do remember playing, because I recently played a game on my Wii also, and I was like, wow, this is so loud. Like, how did we ever live with this? <laughs> how did I ever not think my Wii was going to explode while in a loading screen? <laughs> but yeah, it's amazing how technology has changed just in our lifetime. What? Say so this is more of a, a mod-based thing, and I've seen people do this a lot um, for, like, say, Call of Duty Zombies when they allow mod tools and stuff like that. But it's always fun when people bring, like, ga guns from, say, like, the original Duke Nukem, you know, the big boxy guns and stuff like that, and they bring it into the zombies, but they, like, leave it at the same, you know, 
pixelated. So, like, you're playing with all these nice graphics, and then all of a sudden you pull out your box gun that shoots, like, super rockets at things. And it's always, you know, it's a, a comedic thing when you're stressing on level 50 of zombies and there's 5 million zombies chasing you and you're just like, let me pull out my box gun. Oh, yeah, looking back at, like, games like Doom and stuff like that, looking back at the, like, original Doom games, mm-hmm. like, the, it, it is cool uh, looking at those graphics. I personally don't think I'd ever play those games, though. I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't know about that. But then, like, playing, like, the newest Doom ones where it's just, like, Get ready for all the blood and gore you can handle. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, I did play the original Doom and Duke Nukem with my dad when I was younger, and then I also played Wolfenstein, the original one, on the computer, and I have an older one on my original Xbox as well. Those were all pretty fun games. The ori- or the Xbox version of Wolfenstein was. Even when I look back on it now, it's still actually decent graphics for, you know, it. Excuse me, being a like a thirty-year-old game. You're like, wow, that was actually not that bad. It, I'm surprised, but it wasn't that bad. Now, the animation for stuff was terrible. You know, the graphics were good, but when you shot, you're like, you just kind of only moved up and down here. Your gun was very strict up and down, left and right. There was no diagonals, no anything like that. But And was that also back when they used to have the gun in the middle of the screen rather than to yeah. the side? So the gun was directly, you know, when you use your rocket launcher, you just shoved it down your throat and <laughs> launched rockets out of it and things like that. You know, people didn't think about the fact that you don't hold the rocket launcher down your forehead and... What's also funny is, like, games nowadays, you know, having the thing on to the side or, you know, ha- having, like, the gun to the side. Like, people have, like, put up, like, uh, like GoPros kind of, like, where their eyes are to record where the gun would have to be to have that impact on the screen. Mm-hmm. And you're holding it at a very odd angle to where you would never actually hold a gun. Because, <laughs> like, a pistol, you know, you have your arms out straight. Yeah. But with, like, a pistol in Call of Duty they have their arms, like, bent to where the gun is, like, three inches from their cheek. Yeah, they just... It's like, you don't hold your pistol like that. They're just ejecting the shells into their mouth. Nom, 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 nom. I devour your shells. <laughs> this is how I sustain myself. <laughs> what, you, it, th- that's not how they, uh, you know, regenerate hit points really quickly oh, from, yeah. you know, just shooting their shells, obviously. You had to eat the nice hot brass. <laughs> that's that's how it works. Yum, yum, eating bullets. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, sadly, that's all the time we're going to have for today. I would just like to take a moment and thank our guests here, the UCM alumni, Eric Scobie. <laughs> Uh, hick, hook him up on uh, Tinder. Uh, that is E C K E Y Scopy. I don't actually know if that's natural username on Tinder. <laughs> if you find someone on there, I would avoid them. I or or maybe not. I I don't know who that person is. They will it, probably they be, be a most, bot. <laughs> it could be a bot. It could be the most friendly person you've ever met. It could also just be a serial killer. So you know, take Tinder with your own drop of sand. Yes. <laughs> But anyway, uh, listen to our next episode to hear from UCM student Sasha Fuller about her thoughts on all your favorite tabletop RPGs. 
I'm Greg Burns, and you've been listening to Chatting It Up on UCM Radio, The Beat. Yay! Now Thanks let's go eat me, some Greg. fish because we're no longer on the show and they're no longer our friends. That's how that works. Solid. Yay! <laughs> <laughs>